Welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show with Landon Witt. You're about to learn hyper-local market knowledge happening right now in the Oklahoma City real estate market. This is your fresh weekly report on housing conditions that will enable you to make smarter investment decisions and gain insight on local trends. Landon is a genuine, self-made top realtor in Oklahoma City with millions of dollars in real estate closed every year and hundreds of satisfied clients. He's top-rated by sites like Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com, and Homes.com. Whether you live right here in the city or across the country, welcome to the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. Welcome to episode 31 of the Oklahoma City Real Estate Show. On today's show, Mary Malone with the Foundation for Oklahoma City Public Schools. If you've been wondering about Oklahoma City schools or you're looking into why the school ratings are so drastically different from the rest of the nation, this episode is for you. On to the market news. Number of active homes on the market this week, just 89 coming to a slow Christmas embarking of these homes as they enter the market. Number of homes sold this week, though, up 108. That's up from 79 the week before, putting our days on market median at just 20 days on market. Now, when we get less homes on the market, we get less supply, but there's still people that need to buy homes, even in the warmth of Christmas. And for those that are pushing to close before Christmas, they're in just before the holiday. They've got a week and a half to prepare for Santa to come down that chimney of the new home that they purchased in Oklahoma City. Your median list price coming in at $148,700. Median sold price coming in at $142,750. That's a discount of 4% experienced this last seven days in Oklahoma City. The median list price coming in at $94.23 with a median sold price of $92.53. Where does that bring our median uh, list price? Again, that's right at that 148. So uh, moving on to REOs. Okay, this is bank foreclosures or real estate owned by the bank and short sales. For that category, we had 11 coming on the market this last seven days. With the REO and short sales entering the market the week before last, we're looking at six. So we're up a little bit on that. Your median list price for an REO or real estate owned by the bank or a bank foreclosure is coming in at $70.62 with a sold price this last week of $69.72. That was a discount of 1%. They were pretty close to that list price the last seven days. And on to your news with Aaron. Hello, I'm Aaron Christian in Oklahoma City for the OKC Real Estate Show with this week's news. Developer selected for downtown affordable housing project. The Oklahoma City Urban Renewal Authority, also known as Acura, is set to approve a developer for a key downtown parcel on the southeast corner of Northwest 4th and Chartel. Acura had previously solicited a request for proposal and received two responses for the vacant 1.8-acre parcel. Dubbed 700 West, the new four-story development would feature 138 affordable housing units, a pool, playground area, dog park, and surface parking. The over 121,000 square foot building would contain 27 studios, 84 one-bedroom, and 27 two-bedroom apartments ranging in price from $675 per month to $1,249 per month for income-qualified tenants. Acura had sought proposals that would add new affordable housing to the downtown area, as rents continued to rise in the city's core. 
The unemployment rate in Metro remained steady. For the month of October, the Oklahoma City Metro had an unemployment rate of 2.8%. The rate remains unchanged from the month before and represents the lowest rate the Metro has seen since January 2001. The Oklahoma City Metro currently has the ninth lowest unemployment rate of metros with more than 1 million in population. The statewide unemployment rate is 3.4% and is down in all 77 of Oklahoma's counties when compared to the year before. The national rate is at 3.7%. Friday's launch of the streetcar brought back thousands who have avoided downtown construction through years of Project 180 and rail installation. The streets are open again. The construction is done, and thousands of visitors discovered over the weekend downtown is safe from construction detours again. Business at Cultivar was close to numbers Goldman recorded for the same time last year. Keith Paul, whose Good Egg Dining Group owns Barrios in Midtown, as well as the Red Prime Steakhouse and Kitchen Number 324 in the Business District, reported increases at each establishment and even had to open the outdoor patio at Barrios despite chilly temperatures. The streetcars seemed to spread the number of people strolling and enjoying venues throughout downtown Bricktown and Midtown. Bricktown Water Taxi reported a season high of 2,640 passengers during the weekend's holiday boat rides. The Devon Ice Rink at the Myriad Gardens normally draws about 3,000 on a weekend this time in December, but surpassed that number during the streetcar launch. The carousel also stayed full, carrying hundreds of riders, young and old. Now it's back to Landon with this week's guest. And thank you, Aaron. I welcome Mary Malone to the show today, president and CEO of the Foundation of OKC Schools, Oklahoma school district that's uh, up to debate, lots of controversy surrounding. Uh, The schools have recently been in national news. Some of you may have seen it on USA Today, as well as NBC talking about uh, teacher strikes, schools being shut down over wages. But for realtors that are that are representing their clients, oftentimes school ratings is a big discussion when we talk about where to buy the next home and where to move when coming to Oklahoma. Today, we're going to talk about some misconceptions and kind of shed some light on more of the picture of the school rating system and take in a full picture of what a school is, not just about the numbers. Um, Mary, introduce yourself, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, and help us understand this. Thanks so much, Landon. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here today. I have, um, I've been the president and CEO of the Foundation for Oklahoma City Public Schools for four years now. I had a long career with the Journal Record where I had the opportunity to, to be the publisher there um, since 2001. And loved every minute of it and believed so much in media and believed so much in good communication to the public. But I I was at a point in my life in my early 50s where I thought I've I've got to go do something to really try to make an impact in Oklahoma in a different way. I needed a new purpose. And so this opportunity came about for me to join the Foundation for Oklahoma City Public Schools. And I thought there's nothing more important. There truly is nothing more important than what we're doing to prepare our kids to be the future leaders of Oklahoma City and of Oklahoma. So this job has been absolutely amazing. We we have a mission of promoting and supporting Oklahoma City public schools in some ways that 
that they can't necessarily do on their own. Oklahoma City Public Schools is the state's largest school district. We have 45,000 students and um, about 87 school buildings. We're big. We're a big urban school district. And the ratings, you know, you, you open the show talking about these grading systems, and there are a number of ways to look, look at those. There, it is important to measure. It is important to track outcomes. We believe in that. Um, but there is a lot more to the story than just those grade bands, just those standardized test scores. So I think my message to realtors and to people looking to move into Oklahoma City is go visit a school. Just go to the neighborhood you're interested in. Go in the school. Introduce yourself to the principal. Ask to visit with some teachers. And what you will find, I guarantee you with 100% certainty, is you will find something that's really good and really strong. We've got amazing kids and amazing teachers and amazing school leaders working really hard every day. So to clear the the misconception here, or just to understand this, when children are children are uh, subjected to a standardized test, could you explain a little bit about wh- what a standardized test is? What's the purpose of it? How is it conducted? And uh, what is, is this an annual thing? Or they are done annually, and you know most of us have grew up with that as well. There, there are, it it is kind of the world's way of of trying to put everybody into one box is the way I look at it. There are people that have that are very successful as adults who never did very well on standardized tests. Um, I, it was never my best thing, yet I have a daughter who could ace every single one of them. Everybody learns differently. Mm. All that to say, I don't want to give the misconception that everything is perfect in Oklahoma City Public Schools, but I do want to give paint the real picture that what we have in our 45,000 students are a mixture of all kinds of ethnicities. We have diversity. We also have a lot of poverty. 90% of our kids in the district live at or below the poverty line. Their families do. So with How that, many percent? Say that 90, again. 90. 90 percent. At or below the poverty line. Yes. Wow. That's um, a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. and that's a lot of pressure on families, and mm-hmm. it's a lot of pressure on schools and principals to take care of the issues that go along with living in poverty. It is not a learning disability, and so that's really important to remember. It doesn't mean kids can't learn, but it does mean that we have a lot of kids coming to school with food insecurity mm. and with other issues that our teachers have to deal with. So we've got to we got to work with the baseline. We've got to know that's the reality before we start judging kids on standardized testing. However, we've got to have kids that can read at grade level that can perform academically because we need them to be ready to go on to whatever is next after high school. So mm. it it is it's this very complicated picture. Mm. But it isn't one that should scare people off from enrolling their kids in these schools. Mm. And that's the biggest message I want to convey is having your children go to school with a diverse group 
of kids mm-hmm. is going to teach them so much more Life than skills. they would sure. learn in a setting where they weren't exposed to that. There is a so if we if we look at kind of the grade school rating, right? This this whole um, let's just take this case study here. Eugene Fields Elementary School, which is just north of Midtown, kind of in the Paseo area. According to greatschools.org, who provides the school rating for Zillow and Trulia, they say the test scores at this school fall below the state average. This suggests that most students at this school may not be performing at the grade level. What do you feel when you hear something like that? Well, it it, it makes me feel badly. You know, I feel badly for those kids. And and I also feel really badly for the teachers and the principal who are working really hard every day. You have to understand equity, and equity is a big part of what Oklahoma City Public Schools is focusing on right now. If you have a group of kids coming from different families and different backgrounds, you think that you give them all the very same thing, and they will perform at the very same level. If it's all equal, that's equality. Equity is understanding where each child starts. Mm. So if a child starts behind, that child is going to need some extra supports to get them caught up and to get them at grade level so that everybody is moving along at the same path. And we have to remember that as we are deciding on what programs to put into schools and what kind of after-school care our kids are getting. All of that works together to help provide this equity for our kids. I think that in the next year, we're going to be seeing a lot of changes. The pathway to greatness is happening now. Maybe most of your viewers have have heard about that in the news. It is um, a big process that Oklahoma City Public Schools is going through to review every facility based on some really deep criteria points, data points. And from there, decisions are going to be made about how to make sure that equity really is being provided at all of our schools. What may come from it is that some of our schools that aren't filled to capacity may be consolidating with other schools. There may even be some schools that close. The trade-up, though, The trade-up for those schools will be that funds and resources will be put towards providing services for these kids and families versus building to help them catch up. Sure. Versus having Mm -hmm. a school that's sixty percent filled, Mm -hmm. and I don't know about Eugene Fields. I don't. I couldn't Mm -hmm. name a school, and there aren't any schools named right now. Mm -hmm. But if a school is sixty percent filled, they are by state law getting fewer teachers. They may not have a full-time art teacher. They may not have a full-time PE teacher. They may not have all of the services that mm. all of the schools in the suburban based districts Based on the may funding have, formula. Based on the funding formula. Interesting. So mm. there are going to be some really innovative things that are happening in the next six to 12 months mm. within Oklahoma City wow. Public Schools. That makes it, for me, such an exciting time to be part of this district. And I can tell you, if I had a child that was school-aged right now, I would have no hesitation in enrolling them in one of our schools. I absolutely would not. And I want to make the Mm -hmm. point also about this, whatever grading metric you, you look at, 
I have I've had conversations with realtors and said this to them, would you want your home buyer to just look at the Zestimate that Zillow provides and make their decision based solely on that. Mm. And most realtors will say no. You know, that's one little piece. Sure. It's a computer generated number. It's a computer generated number. If you were just to make a decision about where to put your child in school based on Mm. that grade that you see for the school, then you're missing a lot of the picture. Okay, so Edmond Schools is top of the nation for school quality. And some of the argument is just, you know, geographically, it's only 15, 20 miles mm-hmm. away. Um, you know, is is what's the reason behind that? Is it the poverty thing? Is that what we're talking about? Is, is, is that why Edmond Schools are able to shine where just next door yeah. we don't see the same picture? Yeah, I think it goes back historically in Oklahoma City public schools to to even back when busing started. There mm. was there was a great flight out of the urban part of the city and that went on for a long period of time and more of the affluent families moved out into the suburbs and into Edmond bought homes. A lot of the funding formula is based on property values Mm. of their homes. And while a lot of the urban center of Oklahoma City was going down, those areas out north were going up. Mm. And so it it really is so much about the money. Mm. Um, Not all about the money, but it's it's good. Well, there's also the situation in which money can enable one spouse to stay home yes. and raise the child right. up until, you know, five or six years old school age. Whereas if you're both in poverty, mm-hmm. you know, you're both hustling three, four jobs. Exactly. Right. You don't have time exactly to do those preschool tech, you know, tactics to get them ready for school. So they're already starting off four and five years behind. It goes back to that equity piece. Yep. you got to look at where they're starting. Yep. And I have nothing against Edmond. My daughter went to Putnam City Schools, so mm. I was I was I was a suburbanite. <laughs> um, I have moved into the city now, and my gosh, there's some great things about living in the heart of the city. Mm. And there's so so many young professionals are so interested in living in the heart of the city, and I think it's wonderful for our community that that's happening. Mm. They don't need to be afraid of the schools. They don't need to be worried that they're not going to do well for their kids. They just need to get involved with their schools as if they lived in Edmond. Mm. And, you know, another another criticism I hear often is, well, if only parents would be parents, these kids would be doing better. And to your point, mm-hmm. so many of our families are working so hard and so sure. many and multiple jobs to keep things going in their family. They love their kids just like everyone loves their kids. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting facts bringing on here. We do have a listener question I want to get to. So this is Martha from Salt Lake City, Utah. She says, um, we're going to be moving here next summer. We'd like to understand how is Oklahoma City approaching the new cyberbullying and bullying in the classrooms? That is not a question where I have a lot of expertise, although I do know that the school district has student support services, an amazing team and staff that work on making sure that our kids feel safe. Mm. Um, You may have heard about Embrace OKC. 
Hmm. Embrace OKC is a a group of volunteers, but they but but led by some really amazing people, including the director of student services for Oklahoma City Public Schools, Dr. Terry Bell, Debbie Hampton, who's the CEO of, of United Way for Central Oklahoma, and Terry White, who's the commissioner for the state of Oklahoma Mental Health Agency. And they are really examining through data what's going on with our kids emotionally. Hmm. And they have they've done a survey of our of our schools to find out do our kids feel safe? Is there bullying? Do they feel depressed? Do they feel a sense of hope or do they feel a sense of hopelessness? And uh, the, the data is troubling um, because many of our kids are feeling badly. But I would venture to say if you did that survey at any school district in, in anywhere in Oklahoma, including private schools, there, there would be very similar things going on. What Oklahoma City Public Schools is doing, though, is addressing it. And we're going to be looking for ways to provide all of the support that these kids need in whatever way they need it. You've been listening to Mary Malone, president and CEO of the Foundation for Oklahoma City Public Schools. If you're looking in Oklahoma City, Mary challenges you to take the opportunity to visit a local school. The numbers can be deceiving until you go and see these teachers, these principals, the actual facilities and experience and ask the questions that you have. Um, Some of you come from New York City. We've had a great migration from California where those schools are very difficult to get with a principal. Whereas in Oklahoma City, we like to think of ourselves as a big little town. You can still contact that principal and they'll make time for you. That teacher will make time for you. And that's a big difference. So uh, Mary challenges you to reach out to those schools. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Mary, thank you for coming on the show today. Thanks, Landon. I appreciate it. That concludes episode 31 of the OKC Real Estate Show. Subscribe to our podcast to hear fresh local market information. Do you have an idea for the show? We'd like to hear from you. Visit OKCRealEstateShow.com. Looking to buy or sell in Oklahoma City? Meet with the award-winning team today at OKCRealEstateShow.com. That's OKCRealEstateShow.com. Happy holidays!